When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the spacious Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles, California, and the satellite Forever Dog Studios in Baltimore, Maryland, this is Groomzilla! And now, please welcome your hosts, Dan Gill and Eric Tadorian! Welcome to Groomzilla! How you doing, Eric? Oh, I'm feeling good tonight. Oh, you're going to have to you're going to have to take me at my word, dear listenership, mm. dear dear milk duds, dear wet heads. This guy mm. is looking good too. I'm looking straight into mm. his beautiful eyes right now through the I my look right now. Yeah. I wanted I don't know if you can see Dan. You got you the horseshoe going. Yeah. Yeah, you got a little horseshoe going on the hair. I do it for you. I only the only two people that actively have ever voiced support for my horseshoe? Yeah, is you and my wife. Well, there you go. That tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, uh, it's a fantastic look. It's a cuddly yeah. look, and to me, it's Eric. That's Eric. Yeah, and uh, you think that I can? It's it's a bankable look. You oh, think I can? Oh my God! Yeah, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, get the headshots. Get them going. Yeah, and um, Drew, my big, my big, tall, strong wife. She yeah. she just likes something to hold on to up there. Well, yeah, I believe that. Also. Yeah. Uh, welcome, well, first of all, welcome Groomzilla is the only podcast by grooms for grooms and everyone in between. Thank you yep. for listening. Uh, one thing I like about the horseshoe, Eric, mm, uh-huh. is when you shave your head on a regular mm-hmm. basis. And I've told this mm-hmm. to my other bald friends who shave their head instead of rocking a horseshoe. Um, my friend Joel is someone who knows I prefer a horseshoe. Mm-hmm. Um, when you shave your head all the time, you just look ageless. Yeah. And then, like, you take pictures of you over the years, over the decades, and you look back and, like, who was this ageless, immortal alien who was living my life? Like, at least now I can see, you know, you got dark hair. Eventually, it won't be dark. It'll start going gray. And then it'll start at the temples. Yeah. I'm starting to grow gray at the temples. Well, see. Very classy, very classy way to grow gray. Yeah. Well, see, it's already telling a story, that horseshoe. Yeah. And so, you know, I've, I, you know, I'm not much to look at anyway and i got no i got this ugly face no, i got i got my i got my glasses love the glasses i dress weird you dress uh very fashionably i try to my problem with with the bald head is i actually think that i look older when i've shaved completely the head that I feel like I kind of look younger when I have a horseshoe, which is weird. Well, yeah, that's kind of my point. Because the yeah. old guys, like old bald yeah. guys, just do shave their head yeah. in an attempt to look young. But you and got the other the other thing is is I don't know what else to do. I can't just have a shaved head, no facial hair. What am I? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then what do I do? Do I do the full beard shaved head? That's an aggressive look. That's what my friend it's Joel a, That's what my friend Joel does. I don't think I can pull that off. You look like a like UFC like... fighter. I don't think I can get on a plane if I ever do that. I see. Um, I see. Yeah. Uh, and then though, and then just the mustache, bald head. Yeah, mm. that looks a little porny, like a little Charles Barkley vibe. 
I'm little, on Charles. A little bit of a chuck. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think your bald look. I mean, very bankable. No, but you, I, I never knew you with hair. I've seen pictures, yeah. but I it mean, wasn't a long. Not a lot of people did because not a lot of <laughs> window. Yeah, of um, me having a full head of hair. Well, bald men, as we all know, have more um, chutzpah. They have more testosterone running through them. Their body rejects hair because they are so virile. Um, yeah. So when the time comes to spread your seed, I don't think you'll have any issues to worry about. Uh, I don't know if that's true because we are in the process of trying to have a baby. I mean, we're trying to. What? We're not, not. We're still. We're not. We're not what? trying. We're not trying. But uh-huh. we're not not trying. Sure. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, so and, you pulled the goalie, as they say. Oh, the goalie's goalie's been off. We've been yeah, the goalie's been out for a long time. Okay. Uh but so I'm now I'm worried that uh you know, I, I smoke my dick stupid. That's sure. my number one worry. Sure. Um we'll, we'll see. We'll see if it works. I think you can walk that back if you get clean. Takes a couple months, but you you can walk that back. No, I mean like a lifetime of already of smoking drugs and uh, a general shitty lifestyle. I think it uh, might. I don't think you I turn think, sterile. No, I think karmically it does. Oh, okay. Well, um, I have faith. Uh, as Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park, life finds mm-hmm. a way. Life finds yeah. a way. He died in that movie, though, huh? think so i think he's coming back in the new jurassic world in fact wait he doesn't die in jurassic park goldblum no yeah no i've never seen jurassic park <laughs> oh all right i thought i just i just assumed that everyone died in that movie well they Except can't all they die you've never seen jurassic park no so you're telling me 1990, saw- 1993 you were how old uh i was 11 you're an 11 year old boy yeah, a movie comes out about dinosaurs. Yeah, and you say, "No, nah, I'm good." No, not for me. <laughs> okay, because I think Lion King came out that year. Ninety four is Lion King. Did you like ninety four? Did you like what Lion else came King? out? I loved Lion King. Yeah. Um, what is the thing? I mean, we talked about Fantasia earlier, and I guess dinosaurs aren't technically Fantasia, but when you yeah. say fantasia you mean the fantasy genre fantasy yeah yeah i like to call it, i think fantasia's got a nice ring to it okay um i did watch it on a plane once but i wasn't paying attention and that's like not a weird that's a weird way to watch jp a on a Jurassic plane park yeah, yeah yeah i agree that's fine that's fine i mean you didn't watch it who cares goldblum yeah. lives though okay uh what else is going on you have a it was just your wife's birthday the other day you 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 did something i baked special. a cake i go. baked a cake from scratch first time what kind of cake? Uh, she loves a she loves a traditional yellow, moist yellow cake with chocolate frosting. Oh yeah, like a cartoon cake almost. Layer cake? Yeah. Is that a layer yeah. cake? Yeah. It was layer two layers. Uh, and as at first, because usually I do, I haven't really. I, I I'm starting to cook more, and I'm starting to take that next step, where in cooking, where I'm not just you know making pasta and different kind of pasta sauces. I'm actually trying to cook meals uh-huh. and baking is a part of that. Like you can't just, you know, me, I'm a rebel. I hate rules. Mm-hmm. I hate, uh, modern, uh, no- mores. 
Okay. Uh, okay. And so I like to just throw everything. You can't do that with baking. You can't throw caution to the wind with baking. You got to be precise Here's or a, else you might. Yeah. I've said this on this podcast before. Uh-huh. Cooking is an art. Yeah. Baking is a science. Yes. And yeah. I'm not, nor have I, I've never, ever been anywhere near being confused for a scientist. Mm. Yeah. Uh, even though I'm bald and I have glasses, I look like a scientist. I think you could but play I think, one. Yeah, you could play Yeah, a I could definitely play a scientist, but most people who've talked to me in person about three or four <laughs> seconds into our conversation <laughs> know for a fact that this guy's he's no scientist. <laughs> they rule it out. Um, um, immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Which, I don't uh, know, when I meet someone new, I'm always trying to de- decipher whether or not they're, am I talking to a scientist right now? Yeah. And then I can usually figure it out. But I got to a point where I was, I could figure out how to do like a box cake. I could go okay. to get a box cake. I could bake that cake. But I was like, this is, you know, my big, tall, strong, muscular wife. Uh huh. You know, it's our first birthday as a married couple. Uh huh. Just coming it's on the tail end of Valentine's Day. Tail, I mean, that's every year, baby. That's my fucking, right. that's my cross to bear. Yeah. Um, I said, let me do something. And it was All-Star Weekend, NBA All-Star Weekend. Mm -hmm. I was like, and I was watching the All-Star festivities. I'm watching the guys. And I'm like, I can't do a box cake, not on All-Star Weekend. Yeah. Not for my babe's birthday. Now, what do you mean by box cake? Is that something you just buy the ingredients already there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just like, and then you add, you add uh, fucking eggs and butter or whatever. You throw it in the oven. Yeah. But... Then now I'm like, you know, I got the flour, I got the sugar, I'm adding salt and sugar. Uh-huh. I could, I could really fuck this cake up. Yeah. Gotta her be family's, precise. her family's coming over on Sunday. Oh, wow. Not only is her family coming over, they're all bakers. Because oh my, my wife's a baker. Yeah. Yeah. Wife's a big time baker. She ran a bakery for a year. Right. So you're just painting yourself fam- into a corner with this attempt here. I said... And and I didn't even think about it because it was I got caught up in All Star Weekend and I got caught up in trying to take the next step and trying to be better, bigger version of myself. I didn't even think about the pressure. I right. honestly didn't even think about it until I'm baking this cake and I'm like, "Fuck, yeah. this cake!" Because you don't know. That's the worst part. It's like you mix everything up, you put it in a pan, you put it in the oven. You don't. I didn't taste it. I yeah. didn't do anything. I yeah. just this cake can come out fucked it came out perfect oh. knocked everyone knocked everyone's socks off well that's great that's great yeah. and is it gone already or you still have some left uh we have a lot left oh that's nice yeah uh, we have a lot left because we had like a waffle we had like waffles okay. we had bread we had breakfast everybody came over for breakfast we made waffles uh and then i was like right after we got done eating waffles i was like all right who's ready for cake <laughs> You know, nobody was. Nobody was there. <laughs> Not a single person wanted cake. Because no. they just ate waffles. That's the cake of breakfast. Sure, sure. Well, yeah. I guess pancakes. Pancakes. Pancakes, by the um, way, cake of breakfast. Yeah. Right there in the name. Yeah. Right. Pancake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But everyone took some cake home. Haven't heard back. Oh, you know. I'm sure they loved it. I don't know. It might be too sweet. But the, the, the point is, you, you enjoyed yourself baking. You succeeded. And maybe... And pushed... And maybe now you're maybe now you're gonna start baking more. I don't think I'm ever gonna bake ever again. It's not for me. Okay. It's a, it's a science. Okay. I'm an artist. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, this week we have Megan Beth Keister coming up later. We're gonna talk to her about her marriage. Um, it's gonna be a great talk. It is a great talk. So stick around for that. But right now, 
It's time once again for I do's and I don'ts. You know this segment, Eric? This award-winning segment? I've heard about it. I have not yet. Yes, I have heard about it. I've been You've reading a lot about it. Lot I've of, been reading a lot about it. A lot of good ink. A lot of good ink. I'm going to officially open up the bag for I do's and I don'ts. All right. We have a very good I do's, I don'ts. I don't really, I can't speak for Eric, but I have a, I have a pretty decent one, I think. One's okay. Okay. One's okay. Okay. Is it a do or is it a don't? Is it do's or don'ts? Uh, it's a don't. Okay, great, because mine's an I do's. Uh, so I'll I'll kick things off. This week, I, I've been thinking about it, you know, and I, I, I it just came to me on my drive over here to the spacious Forever Dog Studios here in Los Angeles, California. I was driving, I was getting off the exit ramp, and I thought to myself, you know what I want to do this week for I do's? I'm going to say I do's recommend having an answer to the honeymoon question, whatever that may be, because that's the question I got asked the most during the wedding, after the wedding, even before the wedding. People are like, I, because I think people don't know what to talk to you about. <laughs> so they're making conversation. And in, in, in living this, I, I remember myself asking friends at their own weddings, like, oh, you guys got any plans for a honeymoon? Are you doing a honeymoon? I think it's just a go-to question people have. It's, it's, it's a question that people ask about when they don't really have any interest in talking about your wedding or your marriage at all. I don't think. <laughs> because I don't think it's that pointed, but I just think no. pe- people don't know where to go. People don't know where to go. So, so don't. So stay put. We don't need. <laughs> don't go anywhere. We don't need to talk about. I don't care about. I don't care what you think about me or my fucking wedding. Oh boy. Well, they, these are your loved ones, first of all, and your friends. But they. Well, I mean, my loved ones know that I'm way too much of a fuck up to be able to afford a. a <laughs> right, but they, I mean, you had the answer. I would just say because Wendy and I didn't really have anything planned either. Um, we eventually did just do like a small little drive, but it wasn't, I wouldn't even call it a honeymoon. We just like, you went to Ohio, you got away. That was after, yeah, that was after our court, yeah. our courthouse thing. That yeah. actually was kind of a nice little thing. Yeah. Um, but after our ceremony in October, that's yeah. when I got the question the most, yeah. what are you guys doing? Where are you going? And yeah. I waffled a little bit. Didn't have a, didn't really have an answer. Hadn't really thought about it. Um, which is fine. I guess my dues is I dues recommend being ready for that question. You don't have to have an answer ready, but just expect it because it's coming. That's a good... So I do's recommend... What's say it again? I do's recommend having an answer for that. Well, I'm, I'm walking that back even. Oh. I'm, I'm just saying I do's recommend getting ready to have to that. To hear that. Yeah. That's great. Because that's all you're going to... Yeah. I heard it a lot. Yeah. And it's to be expected, but you don't really think about it. I do's recommend... So I don't recommend... Uh-huh. Uh just unsolicited telling people about your wedding night instead of in lieu of your honeymoon. Don't do that. Well, what do you mean? The consummation or the... Yeah. 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 Is that something people do? Don't try to... Yeah, don't try... No, no, no. no. I'm saying don't do that yourself. Don't try to jump the gun and think that people are asking you about... They want to hear in detail. Yeah. The consummation of your wedding because they don't because they're probably they're probably going to think that's an inappropriate question and not ask that question. And I think most people know that, but I I'm glad you just said it out loud. Because just if you do it once, even if you do it once, <laughs> it's one times too many. Did, just this, te- giving a detailed yeah blow by blow account. Did this happen to you, or is this something you did? 
it happened to a, a person that I'm very close with and I that I know. Oh, really? At their yeah. wedding or at your wedding? At uh, at my wedding. You were the talking day, about you gave a blow by the blow day after, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But so you've learned from that, and now you're now saying I you don't recommend. Yeah, because it's not gonna get you telling. It's anything. not gonna. It's not gonna get you anywhere. It's not gonna get you anything if you think that you're trying to get. I don't know, a free bag of coffee or something. You know, uh, it's not gonna work because they don't care. A free bag of coffee. Yeah, they don't really care at the coffee shop what, how you had sex the night before. So you were just at a coffee shop talking to somebody about your wedding night? A friend of mine was. A friend of mine was. Okay. Okay. Is that the... Now, you you came in here with an I don'ts? Yeah, I do. I, I did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here's my I don'ts. I don't want to nitpick my own wedding anymore. How's that? Thank you. Eric, you know, thank you. I am sick of. I'm. I'm just like. I love my wedding. I was the happiest day of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't want to be in the business of of looking for something. Yeah. To nitpick about. Yeah. Anymore. Well, the podcast is somewhat in the business, but we're not. What you're saying is, and I think if I hear you correctly, personally, me looking for looking for problems and looking for. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a, a, a you know uh, an issue of our own show that we're doing here because we constantly give no, I don't think advice. It is. Yeah, but I think we, we we're it's it's prone to us overanalyzing what we did. Uh, maybe, but I also just do that in life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I want and I want this wedding to be uh not only a turning point in my life because it is mm-hmm. uh. But I want it to be the thing that I, you know, the uh, a sacred thing that I don't do that one fucking thing where I talk shit, I, I self-deprecate. Sure. You know? Well, yeah, just to piggyback off that, just to play a little ping pong, I do recommend taking the good, leaving the bad, and just, you know, it it's over. What can you do about it now? I do recommend just looking at it back through rose rose colored glasses because there's nothing else yeah. to do about it there's no reason to you know second guess yourself week in no. week out on your own podcast when what you no. talk about your wedding yeah we're, we're done with that here at Grimzillas. i don't want to do it anymore that's a great i do's and i don'ts and i recommend you you know coming up yeah i mean of course you're worried about it you're stressing about it but once it's done and it's in the books walk away yeah. just walk away and also, to you know, if I can pong off your ping now, please. Uh, Hold on. I would say, I would say, you know, if you can, if you have the presence of mind to do that even before you have a wedding or during the planning of your wedding, yeah, then by all means do that. You know, sure. I mean, you can you can say that till the cows come home. I don't think that is possible. It's hard. It's it's yeah. definitely unless you're easier totally said than done. yeah, unless you're totally checked out. Uh, yeah yeah okay well that was pretty good i like that i do's and i don'ts not bad not bad dan all right well let's close it up this has been i do's and i don'ts all right thanks for listening to groomzillas we'll be right back after this
All right. Welcome back to Groomzilla's. Thanks for listening. That guy over there in Baltimore in the satellite studios is Eric DeDorian. That's me. And I'm Dan Gill. Uh, That's you. We're both married men. And boy, do we have advice to give you. We call it milk here at Groomzilla's. And one of the ways you can participate in getting all this milk out of us is participating in the Hunk Hotline. Isn't that right, Eric? Suck the milk. Uh, Suck the milk out of our bodies. A lot of people are probably wondering why we call it milk. Uh, Because it's nutritious and it's fun to drink. There you go. Uh, Uh, So let us know. Please let us know. The way you can do that, of course, is to email us at groomzillas at gmail.com. Any inquiries, any questions. doesn't have to be wedding related. We have milk on all subjects. Uh, And, of course, the Hunk Hotline, which is 626-765-4995. Uh, Eric, you want to tell them that one more time? I feel like I flubbed it. Uh, no, I think you got it right. 626-765-4995. That's right. Now, last week, of course, we had a new development because, you know, we had been a little short in the, in the messages. We hadn't been receiving them. Uh, and the, and the levy broke last week. It turns out producer Brett was keeping them from us for his own personal reasons, but we answered a bunch, a bunch of, uh, messages last week. Uh, and it was, I would say, a rip-roaring success. Eric, would you agree? It was incredible. I mean, it was, it was, it was exactly what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, and if, if we had a producer who cared about the show more than in his own personal gains, we could have been doing this for weeks on end. Yeah, and I don't want to point fingers. You know, everybody, everybody's going to do what they're going to do f- for reasons, sure. and and that's fine. That's fine. But as long as you know, We're as just, long as. I just want to get, get that milk, milk out. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just want to get the milk out. Yeah. So, and the milk is coming out now. And, and, the, and the milk is flowing. Because um, once it starts flowing, you can't stop it till it's all gone. And yeah. I don't see that ha- I don't see the milk being gone. Try try to turn off the milk. We've hit we've struck we've struck rich. You know that you know that scene and uh and uh, there will be blood when the, the they get the geyser going. Yeah. That's us. We've hit a rich vein here. Uh, There's that, an ocean of milk in here. <laughs> Uh, so again, please hit us with all your questions. Groomzilla's at gmail.com or 626-765-4995. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell your enemies. Your yeah. Yeah. Uh, Definitely tell your enemies. Yes. Um, so let's check the messages now. See if we got any new messages on the hunk hotline. Producer Brett, cue it up. Hi, Dan and Eric. Um, big fan of the show. Uh, I, would actually rather stay anonymous and not give my name, but I do have a question for you guys. So I've been engaged for about two and a half months now. Um, very excited, been planning the wedding. Um, and my family is really wanting to be involved in the ceremony and in the planning and everything. And um, I'm just not really sure how I feel about it. In particular, my dad actually is really excited about walking me down the aisle, and I've kind of had to gently tell him that it's not something I really want to do, that I kind of want to, you know, do something different, um, something a little less traditional, and maybe walk myself down the aisle. Um, But he's been pretty adamant, uh, kind of gotten my fiancé involved. And I'm pretty sure they're talking, you know, to each other about this and kind of doing it behind my back. And um, I'm not really sure all the details, but I think maybe 
I need to step in and really put my foot down and was wondering if you guys could maybe help out with that. Um, just a side note, not a, you know, just not how pertinent it is to the actual wedding, but my dad actually is in jail. Um, he's been in jail for a few weeks now. Um, so yeah, but any, any advice you guys have would be great. Thanks. Oh, um, interesting. Wow. That's that was a, a that was a juicy message. Very juicy. Also vaguely familiar to It does sound familiar. Is that a movie? Did we watch that? Uh, it must be like a Well, she was anonymous, which we again, we, uh, here at Groomzilla's, we totally respect if if you <sighs> want to get some milk, if you want some advice, but you're a little shy. But we respect we I don't think there's anything we respect more yeah. than Groomzilla's than than uh anonymity. 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 Yes. Anonymity. Um, that being said, I feel, and you know, I don't want to call anyone out here. If if she does wish to remain anonymous, it does. It's something ringing. Something's ringing a bell there with the situation. Yes, your anonymity uh, means the world to us. But there, we can't help but feel like we have. Yeah. Heard this? I've heard something. Is it yeah. like a Sam? Is it like a Sam? Is it a Sam, Sam Shepard, Shepard play? Play? I it sounds think, like a play, doesn't it? I think it's it? a Sam Shepard play. Um, um, listen, uh, we have a we kind of have a situation very similar to the one this caller is talking about. So maybe we can just speak to that, um, mm-hmm. which is actually has to do with our own producer Brett. Um, no. That's completely different. That's not. This is not anything like Brett's situation. I think so too. I think so too. But you know, it's not. No, I'm saying it's not. It, it does not sound like Brett. I don't. Situation. I don't think it is Brett's situation. No. And I don't think that was his fiance Amy. Yeah. Who called in because? No, not at all. And well, because Brett's situation is different in, uh, in one very big way. Uh, mm-hmm. In Brett's situation, yes, there was a dad, a father of the bride, who wanted to walk his daughter down the aisle who's in jail right but in in that situation it was producer brett and amy's fault that he was in jail right because they moved they used his they got him in trouble with his job yeah they got him fired and and with this scenario with our caller scenario you know it does not sound like she has any sort of remorse in her voice (laughs) when she's talking right she's talking about the situation so i don't think it's similar to that i think that like I think our caller had nothing to do at all about no. her father being in jail. Right. Same here. Or um, else, or again, she would have sounded at least a right. little more remorseful. She would have been. She would have mentioned it, or you yeah. know, she would have been more contrite. Right. Um, but they're similar, so we can give a similar sort of advice. Yeah. Now, um, that being said, you know, my initial knee jerk yeah. emphasis on jerk reaction uh-huh. um, is. It sounds like you know what you want. Yeah. It sounds like you know how to get it. Yeah. And I think you are 100% in the right to f- have the wedding, every part of your your wedding be exactly how you want it to be. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's tough. It's definitely tough. Sure. Dealing with family members, especially male family members, especially your partner, yeah. and your parent yeah that's a, that's a tough sitch yeah i mean the answer is pretty cl- 
clear to me. You say you want to put your foot down because they're they're conspiring behind your back, which is yeah. strange to me. Yeah. Um, and I would say follow that impulse. Just put your foot down. I mean, this is put your this is your decision. This is your day. No matter yeah. you know what your dopey fiance, whoever he may be, no matter what he's trying to gain yeah. by conspiring with his, your your father behind your back. Um, yeah. You know, don't don't let that affect what you want because this is. Not, yeah, it's not for your father. I mean, your groom right. is your your fiance is involved. Yeah. Um, but this this is part of the ceremony that I think is yours to define, right? And yes, and if you do feel like you are being colluded against, mm-hmm. uh, you know, take that th- take that off the table. Yeah. You know, separate them, and okay. say, hey, you were you were my. Uh, fiance mm-hmm. and this uh, you know yada 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 uh-huh. end of story and then you turn <laughs> and then you turn and then you turn and you say look you are my father-in-law you know like father father-in-law oh, I think she's speaking about her father is colluding oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah so she's talking to her father you're yeah. my father you know like this is yada 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 ABC one two three <laughs> hold on <laughs> I feel like we're yada yadaing over the milk, uh, the juice of the advice we need to give this uh, this anonymous caller. You're saying separate them both and say, "Stop yeah. it, both of I you! Mean, stop it! Like stop it! Stop well, I it mean, right now! Stop it! This is my wedding. This is what I want to do. I want to walk myself down the aisle. Is that the craziest thing anyone's ever fucking heard of? Yeah. No, no. You know, and I- then." And I am I am gonna yada 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 over a lot of stuff because that's the other side of the amenity coin is when there is amenity, there is also um vagueness and uh okay. yeah. o- opaque op o- uh, opaque opaqueness. Yeah, opaqueness and and so I don't have the specifics, I don't know the specifics, this okay. is the best I can do. Okay. If you want me to make an omelet with no eggs. You're going to get a shitty omelet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the advice is the same. Uh, do, you know, your this is your decision, especially walking it down the aisle. If this were something like, yeah. uh, I don't want the groom to do something, you know, like a mother-daughter, your mother-son first dance, and you're trying to like intervening there, I would say yeah. that's not so much your territory because that's groom-based. Yeah. But this is, this is you. This is you yeah. walking down the aisle. I say cut down the dad. I say cut down the dad first and then take that to your fiance and be like, look what happens. Yeah. He'll die. You know what I mean? He'll die on the vine if you take out dad. Yeah. Yeah. If I say if you cut, I think the dad is the head of the snake. Sure. And I, and I don't want to, I don't want a bad mouth. (laughs) I don't, I don't want to, I think snakes get a bad rap. So, I mean, I'm going to take that back. Well, it's It's just, it's just a metaphor. It's just a metaphor. You're not actually yeah. cutting the head off the snake. But no, I think yeah. you're right. The bigger yeah. problem here yeah. is the dad uh, yeah. conspiring. I mean, because he's the one reaching out to that to that uh, yeah. fiance, whoever that dope may yeah. be. And I feel like she is kind of ahead of... Because I think a lot of... In a lot of ways, I feel like a lot of dads would have just been like, I'm walking you down the aisle. That's the way it is. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. And if if this wedding, especially if they're paying for the wedding, then sure. like, yeah, you know, yeah. So the fact that she has any say over it in the to begin with, she's already had, you okay. know. Yeah, 
Yeah. Just finish it off. Finish him off. You got him on the ground. Yeah. He's cut like, your dad. T- cut your dad's head off. Yeah. Take it to your fiance. Throw it at his feet. Throw it at his feet. And be like, yeah. and be like, this any, is it. Any, what? Anything you want to say? What? Uh, so thanks for calling in, whoever you were. Yeah. Um, producer Brett, did you hear that? Uh, that calling? Did you? Because I'm just uh, that seemed oddly eerily close to. Oh my god! That does like. That, I'm just that putting that together because like... we talked to his yeah. dad in jail. Did that? Yeah. Did um, ring a bell. I, I did hear it obviously as it was as it was being played. Um, I, I was also struck by certain parallels yeah. with my own story, mm-hmm. um, which we've been following. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. I, I can't really put my finger on that voice though. I don't think I, no. I don't. Um... No, we're not saying that was Amy. No, no, no. Oh, okay. that would be no. That no. would be too much. That would, just that be... would be the coincidences that would have to. The call oh, is know. coming from inside the studio. I don't think that's the case. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, I, the... I, I can say with with about ninety nine percent certainty that that was yeah not a voice that I recognize. It was a true wet head, a true milk dud. I think her name yeah. was Anne something. I mean, what Did she I even say her name? I thought it was an anonymi- an anonymity. Uh, I mean, what what I uh, take away from this is is despite my criticisms last week, I, I really feel like the hotline is starting to bring in some good calls. Uh, that, oh, that's, I mean, we that's knew it was I, Well, yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, I think uh, that was just a you know a, a separate if kind of um, you know parallel sure. issue to my own and and equally sure. deserving of your uh, yeah. advice, your milk, and and you gave it. And, yeah. And uh, I think you know. Uh, I feel. I really feel like we're off and running now with this hotline. Definitely, and I, I mean, you know, whoever that was, I hope they do what they want and they don't feel uh, forced by their their own father or their own, their own fiance into doing something they don't want to do on their day. Would you Would you agree with that, Brett? Oh, certainly. Yeah, I, I think I, I think you gave the right advice. I think uh, I, it yeah. sounds like she's in quite a predicament there that that no one should ever be put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I think uh, with your advice, she'll uh, she'll do the right thing and uh, she'll transcend and and and, yeah. and, and transcend. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of, I do want to come back to you next week and just see what's going on with your situation. Um, we should check oh, back sure. in. We should yeah, check sure. back in because yeah. I don't know if your father. Lots, oh, really? Lots of developments. If your yeah. father is out of jail yet, or what's going on there? I know Eric is working on the legal side of things there. I was. I was briefly. Um, I uh, there was a lot of a lot of closed doors. I yeah. met. I was met with a lot of closed doors. Uh, oh, I thought you were behind the closed doors. Yeah, I was. Deals. No, no. Being... I met. I I tried to get it. I tried to get into a lot of doors, and yeah. they were like, "Listen, you don't practice law in any state, sure, uh, right. or any country in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you barely graduated high school, right? Um, you know, and, and we just don't like you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll get to it next week. We'll so get to is it hard. Next week. Yeah. We'll How much it out. time can you guys give me, just so I know, you know, next week? Yeah. I mean, as long as it takes, I feel like I feel Thanks. like we got to cap Thanks. him. I feel like we got to cap. Oh, him. we should cap him. He's we tra- should put a cap. You see on what him he's trying middle. to do now? He's trying to, he's trying to get on the air a lot. Remember, this was the issue. I last just want to know what I should hone in on. I mean, there's quite a bit of developments, and I just want to know what you know what I should. See, at first, I thought that it was a prepare. little weird that producer Brett was on mic so often yeah uh but now i think it's kind of great now and i think it's he's kind of our gelman know. he's kind of our gelman if i could make a regis and kathy lee reference from the from the numbers. i'm sorry gelman the uh-huh. the producer gelman yeah. frequently on that, camera like producer the... from um regis and kathy lee. wore a headset his name was I'm not, I'm not aware of, i'm not aware of regis all right 
Well, thanks, okay. producer Brett. And oh, yeah, my uh, pleasure, as always. We'll uh, keep up the good work, guys. All right, we'll we'll check back in for for certain next week to see what's going oh, on. Oh, Gelman. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, he is like our Gelman. He's like the guy. He's like our. Uh, he's like the third guy. Yeah, yeah. He's the producer. Who... I like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. Yeah. Uh, but please, if you're out there listening, that this this sage advice could be yours. Uh, so please don't hesitate to give us a call. That number again, 626-765-4995. Or you can email us at groomzillas, groomzillas at, at gmail.com. And uh, just really quick, if I could, before we go, just please. say this. Um, remember what heads milk does. This is metaphorical milk. This is not real milk. Yes. There is no shelf life for this milk. True. There is no bottle service for this milk. Hmm. This milk is always going to be here. Bottle service milk. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not going to go bad in the fridge. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that date on the jug. Yeah. Because we're here. If you, if you want it, it's going to be down your gullet. Mm-hmm. Easy. Anything. Anything. Tell your friends. Tell your loved ones. Tell your dog. Tell your cat. Uh, we are here to give you the milk. In the little saucer-sized, uh, digestible quantities. And it's going to go down pretty easy. Right, Eric? Because it's good milk. It is good milk. Mm-hmm. Get some cookies ready. That number again, 626-765-4995 or groomzillas at gmail.com. We'll be right back with Megan Beth Keister. <laughs> Welcome back to Groomzillas. Eric? I'm very excited oh. about our guest today. I know you are too. I'm very excited. I've, uh, comedian, writer, performer, Los Angeles luminary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I have to say, sort of a, a what's that? Clairvoyant? Prophet? Clair- uh, clairvoyant? She, yeah, I think she's got some. She's a medium? Megan Beth, she, I think she's, she's medium ish. Okay. She's got some, yeah, she's got some juice. Yeah. Uh, not very tall. But you know, okay. packs, we won't hold packs, that against her. She's not that tall, uh, but she does pack a wallop. Uh, we lived essentially together. We lived in the same building in downtown Los Angeles, or outside, just outside downtown Los Angeles, MacArthur Park. Ever sure. heard of it? Yeah, the building, um, the building. Yeah, and we lived on opposites opposite ends of the hall in this apartment building and it, and we had a very very it was a very formative part of my life and of my relationship because that's you were with Drew there you're you're Yeah, we were Drew. We lived at apartment in apartment 200. Mm-hmm. And Megan lived in apartment 204. There you go. And so we would, you know, and she's great. It's going to be a great talk. She knows a lot about a lot. Yes. So, so I'm excited. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Groomzilla's. We're joined in the spacious Forever Dog studios here in Los Angeles, California, by the Queen of the Golden West. What do you call yourself? The, the no, I'm, I'm just daughter, daughter of the Golden of the, West. I can't That's claim. Right. Not, yeah, not royalty not yet. No. Megan Beth Keister is in the studio. Megan, thanks for joining us. You know what? It's an honor and a pleasure. Well. Right back at you. Um, she's got some Milano cookies. I don't care. I want her to chomp away. I want her I can crunch on Mike. Please do. All right. Correct. Please crunch on Mike. Please. All right. 
I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I'm SAG now. Yeah. yeah. Are you in? Are you, are you really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, I got the card. You on the insurance? No. Don't you have to make enough a year to oh, yeah. qualify for right. it? Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, I don't do well, that. Well, one, one thing at a time. You know? Get, uh, me, get me in your failed pilot. Let's do it, <laughs> baby. Me, yeah, that'll do it. Take, take me to your screeners, am I right? <laughs> Yeah, you're right, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, welcome. Uh, happy to have you here. Uh, you you made it over here despite your failed navigation. Oh, yeah, that was touch and go for a while. Well, you showed up. There was a spot in front, though, ample enough for me to parallel park my car, which is very difficult because there's no power steering. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like an what? old... I used to have cars with no power steering. What do you... Tell the, tell the people what you drive, Meg. Powder blue, nineteen sixty four Plymouth Valiant. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm gonna look at this after because yeah. I, yeah, I forgot you got that car. Well, is it does running it well? A... Does it does it cost you money or anything? Or? You know, it's been in and out of the shop, but yeah. you know, knock on particle board, uh, it seems fine for now. <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging that this is a particle board IKEA table. Um, Meg, does your does your cool car have a Reagan Bush sticker on it? Because Dan has a cool car; it's got a Reagan Bush sticker on it. No, but I want to get a Jerry Brown sticker for it. There you go, there Moonbeam. Moonbeam. He's Moonbeam, right? He's Governor Moonbeam. Yeah. yeah. His, wait, his nickname is Mungabeam? Moonbeam. Oh, Moonbeam. Because he's such a hippie. That's what they called him. Yeah, in the, the right wingers used to derogatorily refer to him as Governor Moonbeam in the seventies. Oh, fucking fuck them. Oh. Where are they now? Where are they now? And where is he? They're just sitting around having not fucked Linda Ronstadt. They're all losers. Moonbeam, Moonbeam and Ronstadt. That was a thing. Oh yeah, when he was the governor. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Boy, I thought I liked Jerry before. There's a lot. To oh, love. Jerry's awesome. There's oh, a Jerry's lot to awesome. Um, he's not running again though, right? No, yeah, he's, he's not. This he's is his last year. He's like it's heartbreaking. He's 147 years. <laughs> he's old. an old man. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, so this Plymouth Valiant. How long have you had this car? Because I remember when you got it. It's been about a year. Yeah, actually, and this yeah, was your up. your grandfather. Someone owned a, a Plymouth dealership or something. Yeah, when I was growing up, my grandfather and his brother owned a Dodge Chrysler Plymouth dealership. So my first car was a '68 Plymouth Barracuda. Whoa! So this was me trying to recapture my youth buying this car. The Barracuda, that's like a muscle car. Did you have the yeah. the like big Mopar? Oh, you had the uh, Hemi. Yeah. Oh boy, that's so. fun. Well, too much power was, for a sixteen-year-old. But... A, a little too much car. Yeah. Well, I got—I mean, I got it cherry because it was my grandfather's aunt's car, and it was like a little old lady from Pasadena situation. She yeah. literally only drove to church. Yeah. So I had sixty-four thousand original miles on it when oh I got god. it. Oh my god! Why don't you still have that car? Because my mother sold it when I moved to Seattle. What? Without my knowledge or consent. And she kept the money. Yeah. Oh no. That's well, that so sucks. fucked up. Yeah, well, that's Debbie for you. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Debbie. Classic Debbie, dude. Oh man, that'd be. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I yeah. had a, I had an old car. I had a '64 Galaxy when I was in high school, but I I sold that myself, so it wasn't as heartbreaking. Right. Um, you had agency over it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, that sucks. Well, at least you're reclaiming that uh, that those Mopar roots when you're. How long did you look for that Valiant? Uh. Well, because my old car got totaled because a guy wearing a Papa John's polo, I don't know if he was officially employed at the time by Papa John's, uh-huh. ran through a stop sign, didn't even attempt to brake, yeah. T-boned me, totaled my car. Was that the fit? I had a, Ford uh, Focus. I had a Ford 2007 Focus. Ford oh, okay. Focus that my grandparents bought for me because they pitied me. Uh-huh. That got totaled. I got about $4,000 for that. Okay. And then I find this lady on the Craigslist. Uh-huh. Chatsworth horse lady named Layla. Oh, yes. Nice gal. Uh-huh. 
Judy? A Chatsworth Layla. horse lady? Yeah. What's Maybe her name? She works with horses? Layla. Yeah. Yeah, she owns Armenia? horses. No. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, she was Armenian. Yeah, Layla, yeah. Um, And she was asking five, but uh-huh. she sold it to me for four because she pitied me. Great. So oh, no, there's a long the history Greeks, of people. Because the Greeks me. and the Armenians have a long mm-hmm. history. The Turks killed both of our people. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I don't subscribe to that genocide ever happened with the Armenians, but that's just me personally. Well, what about the Greek genocide? Even less people subscribe just, to that. Just hearing about it now, and yeah. just got to say right out of the gate, I don't think it happened either. Well, you, you're you going to have to ask uh, my great-grandmother Anna from um, the grave. Oh, no. About that. Did, did you have family that... Yeah, her, her entire family actually was killed by the Turks, and then she had to walk through a desert with her little brother dressed up like a girl. Oh, wow. <clears throat> to escape. Yeesh. Yeah, yeah my, gran- my grandfather, too. And then my grandma is an orphan because she was orphaned as a baby because of it. Yeah. And, and America doesn't acknowledge that because, we, because they're, of the, they're with there's allies of the Turkeys? The because Tur- there's a military base in Turkey. Turkey is essentially America's Guantanamo Bay of the Middle East where they can have their dicks in the Middle East but without mm-hmm. ever actually fucking doing anything real. I see. So they're in fucking... Don't get me started, man. I've been reading about the CIA. <laughs> Meg, you ever heard about the CIA? I've been reading so much about the CIA. Oh, boy. All the shit they've been doing, Meg. We got to take Wiki out of this guy's hands. <laughs> you really These do. These guys. You really do. Scanning. Yeah. Deep Scanning dives. Wiki. A lot of deep dives. Yeah. Uh, so you got your Valiant. You're driving around. Yeah. You happy with the purchase? How is it in the summer, though? Because you probably don't have AC. Intolerable. Yeah. Intolerable. Yeah. Bring a shirt and then take it off, put it in the back seat. Drive- it's too goddamn hot. <laughs> it's but painful. It, yeah. But it's like you're you're in a Jim Jarmusch movie when you're fucking sitting in this car yeah. driving around Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. So, is it worth so, it? I mean, you must get a lot of people saying... Uh, I get a lot of attention from people I have no interest in fucking, yeah. which is not <laughs> cool. Like the car guys? But, yeah, car yeah. guys. Yeah. But, I mean... It just, it's, everybody feels good in the car. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is it People a, find it a cathartic experience to drive around in the car. Bench seats? Or you got bench the, seats, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. Four door, two the door? Power, Four. The, power steer, the power steering sucks. Do you have to put steer, uh, the fluid in it all the time? No, there's no it power steering at all. It, yeah. Yeah. You just oh, gotta. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is, yeah. You can't, you can't see it because this is an audio thing. Mm-hmm. I'm moving my arms. Yeah. I'm twisting and she's that wheel. struggling. Really, it's the struggle. Yeah. You gotta turn that wheel and nothing happens. That's that could be a metaphor for a wedding or a marriage. It I don't really know. Could. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Pushing a rock why up not? a hill. Why not? We can a... steer it in that direction if we want to. Yeah. Why not? I think that's why, why I'm not? here, right? Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about your wedding. When did you get married? You're no longer married. I am no longer <laughs> legally married. Though it took a long time to get legally divorced since we were both pretty apathetic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, when were you married though? Oh, see, time's a construct. Okay. But no, I, I, I'm very, I'm very hard at gauging. T- it's probably been maybe ten years or no, maybe eight years. Okay. Yeah, eight. No, eight. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was married about eight years ago. And you were married for well, long divorce aside, how long were you guys together and trying? We were only together for two. Well, I married a guy because he was going to get deported if I didn't. Okay. My boyfriend at the time was Australian. Uh huh. Um. So we got married so he didn't get deported and. I already I knew it was a bad decision as soon as I did it, and yeah. I did it for myriad reasons, which I can outline if you want me to. I'd love you to. But uh, well, basically, I just didn't want to admit to my family that I had fucked up again because my entire early twenties and late teens were just a series of me fucking ups. Okay. And my mother had sort of given me an ult because I lived with this guy in Australia for a period, and she gave me an ultimatum while I was there, uh-huh. sending me a physical letter in the mail saying that if this was me fucking up again, 
I basically had no home in my childhood home. I couldn't come back uh-huh. again. So, well, thanks, Mom. <laughs> again, classic Debbie. But So then I felt like kind of stuck in the situation. I knew yeah. it was bad, but I didn't want to admit that I'd fucked up again. So I left Australia. I moved to L.A. In retrospect, I should have just left him in Australia, but uh-huh. I didn't. He came to L.A. And then, yeah, the situation would have been that he would have got deported if we got married. So we got married, and it took about two years for him to get legal um, and a lot of money, which I spent because he couldn't legally work. Uh-huh. And the day after he got his green card, I broke up with him. Oh. So so you kind of married, you kind of doubled down after that letter from Debbie. Yeah. As if to say, this isn't a fuck up. Yeah, I'm not fucking up. How, yeah. how much am I not fucking up? I'm going <laughs> to legally marry this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And what was his what was his name? Simon. Simon. Simon Vivian Ray. I can say the whole name, right? Simon, yeah, Vivi- not, Vivian? Vivian. That's a girl's name, isn't it? I mean, I'm not here I'm to I'm shark. not here to say, you know, what gender is what, but it sounds I know traditionally that is a woman's name. It's yeah. just some Australian bullshit, you know them. Yeah, yeah. Dingo people. Was it was not- his dingo mother named Vivian or No. Margaret. Margot. Where did Vivian come from? Um I some sort of um, Someone in the family line. I would assume. I don't remember. Yeah. You don't just throw it's out a, a Vivian. It's an old ass like British name. Viv. In Austria. In Aust- yeah. Yeah. In Australia's baby Britain, basically. The colony. Yeah. The prison colony. Prison colony. colony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so you broke up right after he got all the paperwork. Was it? Art, was the writing on the wall already? And like he, Simon Vivian kind of knew it was going that way. Also. Mm, no, he seemed pretty blindsided by it. Oh really? Yeah. And one of the last things. I think maybe the last thing he told me in person was that I would regret this, which and? is something that he said while he was carrying out a Rubbermaid container full of Criterion DVDs. This <laughs> predates streaming, by the way. So this is a man carting out like $20,000 worth of inventory from yeah. your studio apartment. Uh-huh. That was arguably worse than the whole two you, years you of my life. You lost a big catalog there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that you know Criterion would have its own streaming platform yeah, at some point. Right. I didn't know Netflix would exist. Right. This is somebody carting all of your you know content. Yeah. And as you know, content is what determines a young person's personality. Sure. Someone basically carting my whole life out yeah. of this fucking apartment. That Cassavetti's box set just gone. I yeah. had the Cassavetti's box set. Yes. Yeah. And you know how much time? Because I used to commit return fraud a lot when I was a younger person. Okay. So I expended Same. a lot of time effort. You know, mm-hmm. a nominal amount of money, mostly time and effort yeah. on acquiring. I mean, those things were like forty dollars a piece. Yeah, criterion. They were, oh, yeah. They were don't get me started on the box sets. Right, it was yeah. in the hundreds. So, <laughs> so return fraud meaning you get them and then you watch them, then you're done with it, you take it back. Oh no no no! I would buy books from uh, libraries and tag sales and things like that and return them fraudulently at Borders, Rest oh, in Peace, oh, and Barnes and Noble. Wow, that's I never even would think to do something like that. Yeah, that's good. Thinking. You can't do it I like, anymore. I, I like the image of him. Uh, standing, uh, just being broken up with on a sidewalk somewhere, and then like a loose DVD of like Breathless just <laughs> rolls by his feet like tumbleweed. He does the thing with the lips. But that's a, like that's such a perfect metaphor to like break up. Yeah, he does. A, I've never seen Breathless, by the way. Oh, um, that's why you didn't get my lips reference, I guess. I I did get it through the Squid and the Whale because there's a reference to that in the Squid of the Whale. Okay, is Squid and the Which Whale is, on Criterion yet, or do we know? No, that's a great question. I don't know. Is it's not? That's a hard no. No, it's not. Okay, <laughs> it's hard no. Sorry, I don't think. So, I don't is that think... the only bomb back that's not Criterion? I think that's the the only bomb back that is Criterion is, is kicking his, and screaming. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 
Isn't life didn't Life Aquatic get a? That's a criterion. That's Wes Anderson. Well, yeah. you co-wrote that though. Yeah, but it's not a bound. Okay, come on. It's I'm not being... a bound book. You're right. <laughs> this is a great um, podcast. We're I'm loving it. Splitting hairs. I love it. I love it because because Dan actively dislikes me as a person, hey. and so he he needles me. Who's needling and I, who? And I fucking erupt, and that's what he likes. <laughs> that's what he likes. That's what he the listeners it. like. That's why people tune into Groomzilla's. This guy blow his top. Well, they won't. They <laughs> back to like the back to like the wedding metaphors. Like that's mm. such a perfect metaphor for a shitty partner to them be clinging on to their like fucking trough. identity. Through. Right. Yeah. Their identity <laughs> so, like, trough. The, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that's such a good way of putting it. Identity <laughs> trough. That's exactly what it is. So Simon, because I've been there. Simon says yeah. you're going to regret it. Yeah. Looking back. Yeah. You regret the Criterion Collection leaving more than Simon? M- much more. Yeah. Yeah. But now, still? Because now they're all available. Well, now they're all available, but I mean, at the time, if you would have just left and I would have been left with the Criterions, then I still would have been able to sell those to, com- you know, yeah. recompensate for all of the money I spent making him a legal yeah. American citizen. Right. Yeah. Is he still in L.A.? Is he still an American he citizen? He lives in a suburb of Detroit with a girl from Orange County that he cheated on me with while we were still married. Oh, okay. So there's this thing's like an onion. There's just a lot to this. A lot going on. And so he's cheating on you while you're married and helping him become a citizen. Right. Still pretty blindsided when you yeah. break it off. Right. Did he know that you knew he was cheating on him? Yes. Because, well, it wasn't just the one girl. I mean, I think this was the only time it was physically consummated, but he would do a lot of, like, cyber sex stuff okay. with other girls Okay. while I was working at the Video Hut on Santa Monica Boulevard. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he was a serial masturbator, porn addict, too, wasn't he? Yes, cor- compulsive yeah. masturbator, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So cyber, cyber sex is just funny. I don't, yeah, I don't, cyber I don't sex know is why. funny. Um, but that... also, I mean, you know, it makes sense because, you, you know, he didn't have any friends. I mean, neither of us had any friends here. I don't know how he would go out and meet people. Was that the first time you came to L.A.? Was with him? Uh, Like moved, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and what year? What, this was like eight years ago, you said? So... Well, I moved to L.A. about 10 years ago and then two years ago of it or two years of it I spent with him. Uh-huh. So. Okay. All right. So let's go to the you get married out of spite. Is there any part of this marriage where you were like kind of excited about it? You're like, maybe this could work out and no. this is like romantic. None of it. No. Not one at not at one point. I mean, at the time, you know, I deluded myself into believing I was in love. Uh-huh. But I never see, I never felt like the type of person who wanted to get married or thought that that was in my future. Yeah. I I saw it strictly out of necessity. Um How do you feel about How do you feel about it now? Oh, how do I feel? I mean, you know, if it's, yeah, I'm not completely adverse to the idea. Yeah, it's not something you you would welcome it if it came along, but you're right. not you're not seeking. I'm it not out. actively seeking it out. Yeah. No. So you did you got married in the courthouse here in or in Australia? In Ventura County, California. Hell okay. yeah! Was that uh, how was that? Because we've both done that, so we kind of know. But did you? What was that process like for you? Uh, I remember that the justice of the peace found my attitude to be very flippant. Because I was not taking the ceremony seriously. Yeah, because that was your attitude. <laughs> well, she had a she. Had, I mean, she had a bowl of candy on her desk, and okay. there were like suckers. Yeah. And you know, imagine I'm a young woman. I have my hair in plaits. I'm wearing like cowboy boots. What, what, what's plaits? What's you know, that like mean? braids. Okay. I'm wearing cowboy boots. I'm wearing like 
cat eye eyeglasses that I used to get. You know, you're a young person. You yeah. think like all the shit, you know, makes you look like you have a personality. Are you wearing a dress? Yeah. What are you wearing? Because you was, got some dresses in your closet. Yeah, I was wearing I was wearing a nice little white dress from Sears, vintage dress from Sears. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and gr- bright green cowboy boots. Uh huh. Yeah. And I'm just because I don't huh because I feel like you're pa- I feel like you're painting yourself. As you didn't like, you didn't put an outfit together, but you usually put an outfit together. Yeah, I had an outfit. Also, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was anorexic at the time, okay. so that helped. You know, very, yeah. very hot. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I was just dressed absurdly, and he was dressed like shit too, because he always dressed like shit. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I was just sucking on this sucker. Uh-huh. While, you know, she's making me say the lines and everything. Right. And the look of disgust on her face was palpable but she didn't say anything she was just giving you a giving yeah an eye. she's kind of a side eye thing she put the suckers there though I right mean, what is what is maybe she... you're supposed to enjoy it after you get imagine married. imagine having such a little concept of irony where you put out a bunch of suckers where people are gonna get married <laughs> 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 like the fu- like she's literally fucking chewing on a sucker as she's marrying this fucking idiot like i mean i want to say i want to say too but maybe this is like a false memory i want to say it was a dumb dumb i want to say it was a dumb dumb probably a dumb dumb let's just let's just say it was a yeah yeah that's one time the kid came up to our when i was like uh in high school this kid this like 10 year old came to our house he's by himself on halloween and all we had were dumb dumbs that year because we were poor um and he goes is that all you got, dum dums? <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, yeah. He's like, no dumb. And he walked away. Didn't take any. Wow. 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 That's yeah. a spoiled trick or treater. Yeah. It's like when homeless people turn down my menthol cigarettes because it's not. Oh, good people turn down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. Homeless people turn down quite a bit. I try to give if you try to give them food or leftovers. They're like, what can I do with this? Right. Although maybe I shouldn't be giving them leftovers. It's almost like they're people who have wants and needs. Right. <laughs> almost. That yeah, I would I would again, I disagree no. with you there. I remember one time I was in San Francisco and I uh um this is before I was vegetarian at the time I spent ten years being vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, I offered this woman uh my leftovers and she was like, "Is it vegan? Because I'm vegan." And I remember going like, "What the fuck, San <laughs> Francisco? There you go, San classic San Francisco." <laughs> uh, then I started. Then you what? You started then eating meat again. Facebook. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, if you started Facebook, then you would have started Facebook, Eric. I know. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was there ever a moment that you and Simon were enjoying each other's company? Because you're kind of taking down the Viv a little bit. Sure. I mean, early on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you were dating him. Yeah. What was yeah. living in how'd Australia you, how'd like? How did you guys meet? We met on a fucking message board for a band. Oh, okay. And a fairly obscure band so there was only about six people i not you shit on the message board uh-huh. in question uh-huh. so it really could have been anyone right what was the band would we know quasi is the name of the band i don't know quasi you know quasi right Eric? i know quasi yeah hard working band two-piece drummer janet weiss one of the greatest drummers of all time divorced couple actually that oh. band oh okay oh that's right oh there we go we should get fucking janet weiss on this on the podcast <laughs> Uh, and you guys just strike up like, hey, I like Quasi, me too. Yeah. And his handle was what, Simon Vivian? It was Mr. Simon Ray. Okay. And then he was also he was also like a, a White Stripes super fan, right? Huge White Stripes super fan, yeah. Because yeah. which is which something I was. I've been a huge White Stripes like ultra super fan. Yeah. Like the only chat board I've ever been on is a White Stripes chat board. Yeah. Which I've always resented Simon for ruining.
ruining the white stripes for you kind he of. He did. It I took a long time for me to accept the white stripes. I know. And I was like, so that like when we met and we like our friendship was blossoming and there was like a whole music component. And I was like, fuck this fucking piece <laughs> of shit for taking away my fucking white stripes cover band. Cause yeah. we were like, we would have just fucking been awesome. We would have flipped switched instruments. It would have been insane, but yes, yeah, so fuck you, Simon. <laughs> so where did you meet though was this in la or was no 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 i was living in new orleans at the time and i was in a pretty shitty relationship okay there was uh it was very emotionally abusive and there's always threats of physical abuse Uh, and it was another situation where i felt stuck yeah um so i was kind of too cowardly to do anything about it Uh so the thing i did about it is start to like flirt with some fucking guy from australia on the internet yeah and then I ended up going to Australia. Oh, he was in Australia. He was, yeah, he lived in Sydney. That's okay. where he was from, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, there's something exciting about that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah basically. Like somebody paying attention to you who's not threatening to throw a chair at you was very yeah. exciting. Yeah. That. Yeah. And just like this mysterious Aussie. Right. Because like women, I mean, I know women, I mean, I like Australian men. They're, you know. Yeah, and it's, American women seem to love it, but I don't fucking get it. Speaking I mean, they of like someone the way, who married an Well, they were like the man. way they talk, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounded like Long Island. By right. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I always say talk like that for some reason. She was yeah. doing the impression of the American women who like. Oh, I like right. the way you talk. Oh, say Brisbane again. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was, you know, like tall and shit. But he was also, you know, I don't know. Tall and shit. But he also, you know, he had that. I'm not, I'm not going to rag on him yeah you don't need to rag on him but what was how long did you live in australia that sounds like it's fun uh nine months okay <clears throat> it actually wasn't really i mean it was good in the beginning and then it quickly got pretty shitty i was pretty yeah. miserable there because the relationship or just because you didn't know anybody down there i didn't know anybody that's what a the, big fucking move yeah like yeah what the fuck hemisphere. are you doing yeah you know yeah. what i mean yeah were you working there um i was working online like i had a job basically okay so i've met this guy on craigslist i started my job was reviewing pornography oh okay specifically gay pornography interesting and then when i moved to australia i continued to do the job but for whatever reason i didn't tell him that i had moved Uh uh-huh so i would have to do it like in the middle of the night since the time's different right the whole fucking thing. But yeah, I mean, I was technically employed, I guess is what I'm trying to get who, at. Who, what, what publication were you reviewing gay pornography for? It wasn't a publication. It was a website. <laughs> Washington Post. <laughs> it, was a, it was a website. Okay. Um, and I was reviewing pornographic websites. So this was like a website that you would go to. Again, simpler yeah. time. This is before you could just watch porno for free. Yeah. If you wanted to watch pornography at the time, yeah. you'd have to, you know, pay to join a and website. Decide which one you wanted. And to so choose. this is me basically telling you, you know, where you should put your money. Oh, okay. What's worth what? Um, enjoyable work. Not. I mean, I've had worse jobs. Yeah. Just tedious, mostly. Yeah. No. Um. Did Simon enjoy? Did he sit down with you, help you rewrite some reviews, or did he watch with you? No, but actually, I mean, the more time I put in doing this stuff, the more opportunities I got to write for other people. Oh, okay. And then I started, and then I was given the opportunity to write, you know, about straight pornography. Uh huh. And so it was a way for him to make a little money when he moved to America because he couldn't legally work. Right. He would do reviews, and I would say that I wrote them and send them into a guy. Gotcha. Yeah. So this kind of loops back to what Eric was talking about. He's a, a porn addict, or no? It was sort of a professional. I mean, he was a huge fan of pornography. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> right. So then, you know, this was a way for him to monetize his passion, I guess we yeah. could say. Wow, you really set him up with a lot of 
a lot of good things there. Yeah. Citizenship, porn job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, this was over before it began. And a green card. Don't forget a green card. And the green card. Yeah, more importantly. Didn't I say citizenship? Is oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. My fault, my fault, my fault, my fault, yeah. my fault. I'm sorry. It's okay, Eric. No one's, <laughs> no one's mad at you. I'm sorry. You don't need to apologize. No, I threw the word addict around earlier, and I now I feel shitty about that. Well, as long as you're feeling shitty about something. Yeah. So, Meg, yeah. what do you... Is there like a clear cut thing that you've taken away from this relationship uh, from the marriage, like the whole experience? Is great there like question. Uh, Thank you. It would be, um, well, don't let other people's expectations color what you do. That's I'm not wording that right. Basically, like yeah, because I was. I get it. I didn't want to, you know, disappoint my family and I didn't want them to judge me, et cetera, et cetera. So I rode this whole thing out. Yeah. But then when I broke up with him the day after he got his green card, I told my family that I broke up with them and they were all like, well, we never liked him in the first place. So that's fine. I was like, this yeah. is information that would have been valuable to me yeah. Yeah. before I expended so much time and money and effort yeah. on this fucking human being who was just yeah. a succubus. He just sucked me dry. Right. Yeah. But weren't you kind of doing it to spite your, your family's feelings towards him? Or just... Mm, I was mostly doing it to spite the guy I was in a relationship with who was shitty to me. Oh, okay. That was also a component of it. Okay. If you're talking about pure spite. Um, I, yeah, I think I am. Yeah. I'm just surprised that they, that you even thought that, um, they liked him at, at, at any point. Like, did you think oh, that my family liked him? Yeah. Mm. Cause it sounds like your mom wrote you a letter and said, you're making a mistake. And then you yeah. doubled down. I think and it sounds like, it sounds like they were being spite. Your family was being sp spiteful by kind of not having not being a family to you in this fucking crazy situation that you had, you were in at that time, you know, like. Well, that's sort of par for the course, though. I mean, I've never been yeah. close to my family. Families yeah. families do that shit, where it's like, look what you got yourself into, now get yourself fucking out of it. Well, it's like, well, fucking help me, motherfucker. I'm a child. Right. I'm, I'm not a child, but I'm your fucking. Well, yeah. I, I'm, I am basically a child. I mean, my brain's in your early not 20s, fully like developed, I mean, yeah. yeah. But, You yeah. were like mid-20s when this was happening? Early 20s? Early. Mid. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got married maybe when I was like 24 or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So never at any point was it fun or was it? like there? Was it was there intermittently. A, a romantic I mean, you know, like side any to it? relationship. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you know, you don't just like stick, stay in something and it's just constantly awful. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's, and it's also, it's much easier to look back at it when the whole thing was a negative experience and only see right. the negative. Sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously there were good times. What well, what was the wedding day like after the Justice of the Peace makes funny? Are you great question? You have uh, a good time after you get married. All I remember is we went to a Mexican food restaurant in Ventura, and uh, I was just eating like this flavorless chips and salsa. And an episode of Roseanne was on the TV with Martin Mull yes. guest starring. Oh, and I was thinking, well, here we go. You know, that, that was here's the rest of my flavorless chips and Flavorl salsa. Flavorless chips and salsa. The rest of my fucking life, I say, as I eat this flavorless wheat thin so ten years later. Yeah, Martin, that must have been a good episode of Roseanne, though, because Martin Mull was always pretty good when he showed I up. I love Martin Mull. Yeah. yeah, I wish I married Martin Oh, Mark he's Mall. a genius. Yeah. Um, I just watched Mr. Mom for the first time, and he's so fucking he's good great. in that. Yeah. I would marry Mar Martin Mull right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, isn't that funny, though, like in your 20s, that you have those moments where you fucking 
know how you know. big of a fucking moment you're in. You know you're fucking up, dude. Yeah. And it's I've like, had, but it's like I don't know. I'm a fuck up, yeah. so I guess. Yeah. My hands are tied. Speaking, uh, yeah. Speaking of someone who fucked up a lot in their twenties, I've had, I had so many. Like, there's like a bus, there's a bus, a Greyhound bus station in Denver when I was 21, and I was like, had spent the rest of, or I just traded my Walkman for a bean burrito, and I was like, <laughs> uh, here, here you go, Kerouac. Here you go. Weren't you fucking right about this? Wow. CD Walkman or tape? Oh yeah, CD Walkman only Oof. CD. Oh wow. Only CD uh, in the CD Walkman. Well, it came. It was a pa- package deal. Sub- sublime self-titled. Ooh. Oh wow! I think you got you came in on the right end of that deal then. Yeah. How was yeah, that bean it. burrito? It was the it was the real. It was the first real food I'd had in like two days because I only had pop brownies. I've told you the story. Before. Oh, this is, is this the pop brownie coming back from Boston. Is this yeah. that story mm-hmm. on the bus? Yeah. 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 Wait. So, how do you even get in a situation where you can exchange? <laughs> yeah. A disc with? For yeah, how do you how how does well, that conversation his, his even was, happen? His name was Rex, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he was on his way. I don't know where he started. I don't know where he picked up. Uh, but he was on his way to go see fish up north. Yeah, uh, north, Northern California. Everything tracks. Okay. Yeah, 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 so far. Go on. <laughs> right. Uh, and he was a big Sublime fan, and I was telling him that I had just been like, I've just been like really high for four days, and I haven't really eaten anything. Yeah. Um, and he bought me a pack of Winston's, oh. and and he traded me. I think it was in terms of like it was like five bucks. Or something like that. Which you and then got a burrito for? Yeah, yes. I got a burrito. Hmm. All right. From Taco Bell. Oh. Okay. Well then well then Eric, you're still four dollars and twenty five cents up given <laughs> yeah, given the time frame of when you're saying this happened. <laughs> it was in nineteen sixty three. Um <laughs> the one and only Taco Bell. Uh-huh. Cost a dime. Neil Cassidy. Yeah, I mean I've had those moments. And now it's like I hate it like I like I hear a lot of people talking about like taking like being nice to their like younger selves or whatever, but yeah. I was just like, I mean, I'm glad to have had that experience because now I can talk about it and I can have something to say uh, when a podcast isn't a law. Are we in No, no, I was joking. God damn it, Dan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, like I fucking knew that. I was like, I fucking knew what I was doing then, and I knew that it was fucked up. And uh, I've, I've forgiven myself. You can't not. Yeah. Have yeah. You, I, that's my question. Have you forgiven yourself? Are you mad at yourself for doing what you've done? I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a travesty or anything. No. It was just a, it's, you know, checking up to the life experience. Or yeah. Whatever. You came out the other side wiser. Yeah. My entire life until I was like maybe in my mid to late 20s was pretty fucking bad. Yeah. It was just a series of just unfortunate learning opportunities yes learning opportunities well character building opportunities but i already had enough character yeah Do you know what i mean well maybe not because but, you were doing the stuff well okay good point dan <laughs> i didn't well you know what my life should have been worse actually no. i should have had more siblings that died oh geez or whatever do you have a you have a deceased sibling mm. oh boy <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm just I like to I, I sometimes I just like to bring it up like it's upsetting but it's not really very upsetting oh well I'm sorry to hear that um we all have dead people mm-hmm. and we, yeah um I mean we can't talk I, about I mean that. the worst the worst thing I did in my early 20s is I uh I had a very similar like 
I mean, obviously, like the gender roles were switched, uh, but I had a very similar because this is like Simon was like your first real relationship too, right? No, no, he wasn't. Mm -mm. Oh, I thought he was. Mm -mm. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I was, like, I was with other guys for. I mean, I was just a relationship person my entire life. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Are you in a relationship oh. now? Yeah. Do I know the person? No. Mm. We don't need to get into that. Not I'm a comment. Thank Christ. I, oh, yeah. That's why I, I, I don't do. Know. I do. Eric does. Eric met him. Oh, all right. Was he at his wedding? He didn't, you didn't bring him to the wedding. No. Okay. No. All right. He was on tour. He was in San Francisco. He was in Seattle. On Seattle. tour. Oh, is he a musician? Yes. Cool. Oops. <laughs> it's fine. Uh. Yeah, but I mean, I like I had a I had a uh, my relationship that my family hated. I got a card like they like I had a card they took. They were just like, we're not going to support you in this relationship at all because we just don't like this person and I think we think you're a fuck up. Oh. Mm -hmm. Imagine being better than that though, as a parent, you know? Right. Which is what we get to do as <laughs> old ass as the the old the, the fucking millennials, dre the dregs of millennials. <laughs> <laughs> uh so wait you you think them taking your car away from you was a bad parenting move yeah they just didn't support me i like moved it was like when i moved to boston i moved to boston and i like didn't have any of their fucking support and i was in this like sh shitty relationship uh was this your meth days this is pre this is right in between i didn't do meth in in in, in boston but i did meth before and after i came back the harder i did it harder when i came back hmm Okay. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, my your your kids doing meth. What do you do? Uh, I mean, that's not that's not what I was saying. It's like you you do the fucking work leading up to that point. Whereas like, they, I wasn't doing meth because, and also I just like quit meth, which is not something that a lot of people can do. Right. Um, <laughs> I was just like this. I got to a point where I was like, this sucks. So goddamn much that it, like after when I'm not doing meth, it really sucks. Right, and I can't do meth all the time. I just can't. Yeah, well, this uh, is before so you're even doing comedy, right? This is well, yeah. This is like way before. Yeah, when I, this is when I was trying to be an actual writer. Poet. You're a poet, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was writing a lot of poetry on meth. Mm -hmm. um, so you get divorced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flawless segue <laughs> you're in la yeah um we talk about learning experience um and now you're more open to the wedding because why because you're bigger you're grown as a person or because you didn't really chalk that up, the first marriage up as a, a real <clears throat> go of it well uh, my i think most of my anti-marriage stance when i was a younger person was based on seeing how shitty my parents marriage was are they still together? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, absolutely not. Okay. I mean, they broke up when I was maybe 11. Okay. Um, and they should never have been together in the first place. But uh -huh. That's another story. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was pretty staunchly anti-marriage until yeah. I got married. But then I don't think that really, that the, my whole marriage doesn't really count. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't, I, we didn't have like a big ceremony. No I party any, with the friends? No party. I didn't have any fucking friends. Uh -huh. I didn't know anybody. Right. Um. Which is probably but it also wasn't just like strictly a green card thing. I mean, you guys were in a relationship. Yeah, we were in a relationship. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, that's like a weird in-between wedding. That's like you didn't really have a wedding, but you kind of had a wedding a little bit. Like, 
I mean, courthouse, but whatever. Mm. But I mean, I mean, I did wear a dress. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have pictures? No, I do. Sadly, yes. That's not sad. Is it sad? I don't know. I mean, the the pictures suffuse me with sadness looking at them. <laughs> yeah. For a yeah. variety of reasons. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 So wait, you get married. You were in L.A. How long were you in L.A. before you got ma- You moved here to so he could get his green card? No, I was just going to move to Los Angeles anyway. Because yeah. I, I mean, I had a, uh, my visa in Australia was only for nine months. So I had to come back to America. Okay. And I came back to America, and I can't live with my mother. Yeah. And I've always wanted to live in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. So then I just decided to move to Los Angeles. Okay. So you'd only known him for the nine months that you were in Australia? More or less. I mean, some preceding that. Yeah, I didn't, the, uh... like, meet him on a message board and instantly fly right. to Australia. Right, right, right. I had maybe known him for, you know, let's say, like, a year okay. by that point. All right. But also, I mean, I'm the kind of fucking idiot, or I was the kind of idiot where I would, like, I moved in with a guy the first night I met him kind of person. Do you know what I mean? A different relationship. Yeah, different yeah, relationship. yeah. Yeah, you're, I mean, I'm the same way. You're just like serial monogamous, it right. sounds like. You, yeah. You move fast. Yeah. You, dump, you get, you get them, you get on the ground floor and you ride it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And not only that, but you like go and, and do this like big grand thing where you didn't just like move in with a guy right away. You moved in again and like lived, moved to Australia and like. Yeah. Well, that's these, how like, I spent. Yeah, my entire like t- uh, early twenties is like yeah. I would just I would move from state to state for guys. Yeah, yeah. And then this was me moving to another fucking country. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do you consider yourself codependent because of that, or why do you think? No, I I just I uh, you know I was I was very very lost as a young person, and I didn't really have many friends growing up, and I didn't have very I had pretty weak familial ties, and okay. I sort of. I, I didn't really understand interpersonal relationships because I didn't spend a lot of time around people. Uh-huh. So I was mostly just con- confused and easily. Uh, yeah. And incredibly self-reliant. And so, like, I feel like when you got, you met a person who was giving you all this attention, like, it was, when you haven't had a lot of support, it's pretty easy to fucking. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. The attention thing. Like any. Yeah. Whenever anybody would give me attention, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, I guess here we go. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the older you get, the more you learn to just weed that. Out. You know, and atten- attention isn't necessarily mean that you owe the person somebody. Yeah. Or owe, owe the person something. I mean. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Because I think about that all the time. Because I never like didn't wasn't didn't get a lot of support from my parents in a lot of different ways. And I was just thinking, and you, you realize that it's like, Oh, like, this is why I'm doing this. Right, and then yeah. it just, it just becomes easier to like forgive everyone involved and be like, whatever the fuck, like, I don't care. Let's just move on and not be crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you've done that and you're, I mean, you moved on. I'm not worried about Megan Beth. Yeah. No, and yeah, if, yeah. I'm, I'm well adjusted now. And it feels like you, it hasn't colored your impression about, getting married Marriage, or weddings yeah. like it seems like if anything then you're i don't know yeah it hasn't though, right? yeah no it hasn't no is there uh is it kind of fun to say you're because you i know you use it in your act every now and then you say you're like a divorcee mm-hmm. is there not that you romanticize that but that's kind of i mean it's funny it's a novelty yeah i mean i don't it's unique i don't hardly know any other people that are divorced my age right yeah because yeah you've been doing it for like at least five years. <laughs> like it was, I just remember the first time I heard it. I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm full on divorced. Dude. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's absurd. It's not, well, it's, it's, I mean, I think it's interesting. I think it's funny. 
and not to make light of it, but I, th- I think you it's, may make as much light of it as you want because it can't hurt me anymore. I think it colors in a cool <laughs> side of a personality that most people don't have. It's. But I it's mean, a- that's why comedy. It's like it's it's catharsis. That's how catharsis works. It's like you you fucking went through this thing, and then you get to you wear it as a badge of honor. Yeah, you know. But I also, it's also something I don't really, nec- I don't think about unless maybe yeah. I'm like filling out a form and they ask, right, you know, when right. they ask if, are you single or are you divorced? Like, yeah. oh shit, yeah. I guess I'm divorced. Yeah. And sometimes I'll just forget that my ex-husband exists. Yeah. And then like something will remind me. Right. Or I'll find his fucking sound cloud, you know. Oh boy. <laughs> Next thing you know. Oh boy. I'm right back, I'm right back <laughs> in the pocket. Um. I didn't tell you I found a SoundCloud, Eric. I did not know that he had a SoundCloud or that you had found it, but that's that sounds about right. He makes uh, noise music, no- but it's not okay. music. It's completely atonal. It's awful. Yeah. Oh, Dres- good. Dreadful. Dreadful good. stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's more, yeah. I feel like that's pretty common for people who try to be musicians in their 20s and it doesn't really take. And then when you, once you get into your 30s, you stop giving a fuck. And yeah. that's, that's, how nice, that's how noise music happens. Mm. Just kidding. I'm really shitting on this guy too much, huh? Uh I would also assume that he's probably equally as isolated in Detroit as he would have been in Los mm. Angeles. So which would explain why he can't get a band together. Do you know what I mean? Detroit not really known for its music. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Mostly for yeah, its violence. Yeah. Yeah. Um Detroit Rock City. So wait, so he <laughs> yes, Motown. Where, 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 yeah. where to drive Motown. that one? <laughs> Motown. Where Motown is. Yeah. Um, Eminem, Eight Mile. Yep. Iggy Pop. D12. Mm-hmm. Purple Pills. MC5. Um, so, so I don't know. So he does he still have the visa, the green card that you gave him? Yeah. That's yeah. how he's still here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't no, he's in perpetuity process. for you know if he wants to stay here, he can stay here as long as he fucking wants. Hmm. Okay. Because we went through the whole process. Did he do yeah. anything for you? Did he like? Was he? How appreciative was he? That you yeah. did this enormous thing for him. Sounds like not that much. No, he's never explicitly thanked me or anything what like f- that. I mean, yeah. Did did you propose? How did it come up? That I can't really remember. I only have like vague, vague recollections of that. The decision was made in a car. <laughs> I know that in my 2007 you know, Ford Focus. Okay, I was going to say, do you know the make of the car? Uh, I was sitting in the driver's seat cuz oh, yeah, not only could he not legally drive, he never learned how to drive. That's something. There's if you a, ever meet somebody who's an adult who has willfully never learned how to drive, yeah. red flag city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woody, do you know what I mean? Woody 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 Allen. Mm. Woody Allen never learned how to drive? The Woodman. Well, New York I think is different. If you're a New Yorker isn't that his whole thing? And like in Annie Hall, he doesn't drive. Yeah, but yeah. I think that's a New Yorker thing. Because remember, Pete Campbell and Mad Men didn't know how to drive because you just don't have to know how to drive. Yeah, I mean, I know I know New Yorkers who are yeah. adults who never learned how to drive. Yeah. but it's like, what if, what if, what if something bad happens? What yeah. if something bad yeah. happens and the only thing next to you is a fucking Toyota Tercel? Yeah, you're telling yeah. me you're not going to go to the fucking hospital? Right. Also, isn't there an interest there to like learn how to drive? Like driving's kind of fun. Well, there's. I hate driving. Oh. But I know how to do it. And but I you do need it, to know how it. to yeah. do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a skill right. that is necessary in modern society. So you were sitting in the driver's seat. I was sitting in the driver's in seat. In your Focus. In the Ford Focus. Uh, I assume there was no ring at this juncture. We never had rings, period. Not even at the Ever. ceremony? No. Okay. He didn't even thank her for giving, getting him a green card. 
Yeah, he's no, not. He didn't. He's, he didn't he's not. Anything. He's not ring shopping. Did no. he ever buy anything? Was he? A, was he a good boyfriend? Um, Husband. Did he ever buy me anything? He had sisters that you liked, didn't you? Didn't you like his? Sisters? Oh, I loved his sisters. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hmm. But that's not buying. That's the thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah, that is a, yeah, that's a good thing. No, yeah, I, he, I really I miss yeah. the sisters. Yeah, he had two he, twin twin uh, teenage sisters who were in a band. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, but that's not him doing anything for you. That's just he, not really. He just got lucky there by having cool siblings. One t- oh well, what did you do? okay? Here's something he did for me. One time, we had sex in a bathtub while listening to a Weird Al bootleg. Wait, that's pretty cool, right? Which Weird Al was it? Uh, like later era Weird Al. Was it like Amish Paradise or something? Um, I'm, he might have done Amish Paradise. I don't know. I don't it was know. a live. It's a bootleg of a live show. Is what you're saying? Yeah, it was bootleg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I like Weird Al. That's pretty cool, right? <laughs> so, but that was his doing. He like. No, in? I don't think it just ha- we just happened okay. to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I he don't think we up, intentionally. He sets up this romantic Weird Al evening. No, no. We just happened to. Okay. So that's like a gift. Yeah, that sounds fun. It's something go. funny to say on a podcast. Some, I've some, had sex to a Weird Al bootleg. Something worth trying. I mean, it's cross it off the list, you yeah. know? Bathtub sex is really big right now. Post Shape of Water. <laughs> just saw it last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What do you think? It was all right. All right. Did you see, have you seen nope. it? Nope. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. Not really interested. Yeah, we got the movie pass, so we just watched. I got the a movie street. pass. Yeah, not I'm even not... not even worth it for the movie pass though. No. <laughs> you're not a Fantasia. You're not a Fantasia person. You're not really into fantasy Fantasia no. in that way. No, no, I and like I'm not. I like reality. I, yeah. So do I. So do I. And, and Fantasia is definitely not something I'm into. I went into this movie not really that excited about it. Pleasantly surprised. It's pr- it's realer than you would think. Okay. Is it is the genre called Fantasia now, or is that? I no, that's I like that's that's how I I mean that's what I don't know if that's a genre thing, but like fantasy. Yeah. You know, I don't like the, I don't I don't like fan, like I don't like any kind of fantasy really when it's like when it's meant to divert from what's going on. Like if they made them if they just made like this like romantic uh movie of fantasy in 2018 with like no real implications it's not like are you talking about bright with will smith oh god yeah i missed that one didn't yeah. do that one it's a bad one didn't do that one and i watch a lot of garbage um yeah you could miss that one uh, i don't know i'm just not into fantasia what did you like this year any any of the any of the hot movies nothing um the popular I... movies do you see phantom thread yeah, it was all right. I really? wasn't blown away by it. Do you like PTA you in general? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were some things that were fun. But I also I saw it at uh, the Vista. Yeah, me too. Uh-huh. Oh, it's... I saw you there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were there at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you find the audience to be very performative? I just said this. I Barry was here earlier, and we were talking about how I feel old. I just went and saw the Vista. That screening, yeah. Wendy and I were like talking, like, what is with this? Because they were all dressed up in costumes. Like they, This is just me getting old. But they seemed performative. I understand what you mean. Being like, I get the joke. Kind yeah, of laughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that, yeah. That laugh when like when they're like laughing and looking around to see who yes. else is also laughing yeah. at their one joke. I right. get the subtle humor that you don't. Right. Yeah. Um, I could see the performance. I could yeah. see the Vista. Like a fan, a, a screening of Phantom Thread at the Vista. Yeah. 
that sounds performative. It was very. It was similar to seeing. I saw Get Out at the Los Feliz three. Okay. With a bunch of just fucking white ass cracker ass yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah. And just like even just the merest suggestion of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. It's like, no, I understand. Yes, you're not like other white people. You're not like, dragging somebody right. behind your truck right now. Right, right. We just fucking movie, watch the movie. This movie should horrify you. Right, you exactly. Like, you're proving the movie's point, you yeah. fucking cracker ass. They would have voted for Obama a third time if they could have. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, have you seen Black Panther yet? I don't like... I don't like superhero stuff. But this transcends superhero movies. This is what I'm told. But also, you know, Wonder Woman's supposed to be, you know, yeah. uh, empowering as a... No. I saw it could it. have been better. I wish yeah, it was Yeah, I, I was disappointed a little by Wonder Woman. I don't know what I was expecting. I like movies where people just sit in a room and talk. Yeah. Why don't we have more movies like that? Why don't we have a My Dinner with Andre reboot? What about Tiny Furniture? That movie was a fucking nightmare. I walked out of that movie. Wait, the Tiny Furniture? No, well, I was I was joking because I know well, she was like, "What about just you know?" It's oh, funny. people talk, yeah, yeah, uh, and it's a Lena Dunham thing. But yeah. uh, my dinner with Andre, I don't know if it was like I was. It's it's one it's one of Drew's favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also a Criterion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I was in like depressed or like didn't have enough weed in me or what, but I was like, and I love me some Wallace Shawn. I love that little fucker. Uh, <laughs> But that movie literally is just two people talking. Yeah. They have a dinner. It's just a dinner. Yeah. Couldn't take it. But the absurdity of what they're talking about transcends the fact that they're just eating dinner. I know, but it's also to me it just like it just stank of that like fucking New York 80s intellectual bullshit like right. fiddling, you know, while Rome is burning that thing. We're like let's just have this like, you know. But while well, Sean, oh man, he's a charming Charming little fuck. I like and very sexy. Very, small. very sexy. Mm-hmm. He has a sexual charisma that I don't think he gets enough credit for. Off hmm. the charts. Okay. According to Eric. Yeah. I mean, that one person in Clueless fell in love with him because they matched him up. Oh, the teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to have a joke about Wallace Shawn, but I don't remember it. Punchline was <laughs> Wallace Shawn, and everyone was like... <laughs> <laughs> it was for me. Um, all right. How, how are we doing on time there, Producer Brett? Oh great, let's uh, let's wrap this up. You already gave us your good advice. It's all gems too. Uh, wanna, oh yeah, you're gonna want to make a bunch of memes with inspirational quotes out of all the gems we're, from the 50 we're, minutes of we're me so eating good. triscuits. Yeah, we're really good with the social uh, here at Groomzilla's. We're always making memes. That's great. You got to do that Quotables. to stay competitive these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did have a, a good piece of advice. Something about don't let other people outside of the relationship inform. Your what, decision your to decision to get married. Yes, or sustain it, or right. you know, have kids. I feel like my parents had children because they felt like that's what they were supposed to. Oh yeah, do. yeah. Not necessarily because they wanted them. Well, people yeah. do all kinds of things because they think that's what's expected of them. Right. Yeah. Um, which I think is great advice, whether or not uh, you know your relationship is in divorce or not. I think even if you're in something that isn't for a green card or in something to, out of spite. That's, that advice still holds water. Right. Don't right. let other people inform what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I asked my mom, why did you have me? And she couldn't come up with an answer because it's just like, <laughs> she they were, She was like, it's just what you do. Right. Yeah. You just fucking have a kid. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I found my, uh, my mother's diary that she kept when I was a child uh-huh. once. 
And basically, like, the day after she gave birth to me, she was immediately trying to get pregnant again. Oh. Um, and that ended up taking 10 years because she had a lot of fertility issues. Uh-huh. And they had to do IVF and everything. Uh-huh. And then the, she gave birth to my sister. And then the sister, my sister died when she was three. Oh. And my parents broke up when my sister was one. So, like, all of this informed me saying yeah. the futility of, of having people's expectations <laughs> yeah. dictate what you should do with your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that just like that, the spending so much time and money having a kid and then breaking up a fucking year later. Right. Is just like the ultimate. Yeah. That was my ultimate lesson in the futility of life. Right. But you have not shut out the idea of marriage. Like, yeah, I was just going to say, you still, again, you would, yeah. despite all that, you still have a positive outlook towards anything that's coming down the road. You're not closed off from anything, it seems like. No, 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 no. I mean, you can't really, because, you know, it's the same as, like, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't like atheism. Because how the right. fuck do you know? Yeah, it's, the, it's the same commitment <laughs> to the other thing. Right. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. yeah Eric, you're an atheist? Uh, God, no. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not an atheist. Um, yeah. I, really I believe she's up there somewhere. All right. <laughs> Does your wife still listen to the podcast? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> what is she listening to instead? WTF? Uh, oh, yeah. She's you made big, it weird? Big Marin head, uh, big weirdo, uh... Do you watch you, no. you do you hate watch crashing or you I can't watch crashing. My life's hard enough, Dan. My <laughs> life's hard enough as it's is. It's incredible though. Like I it's... I heard it was shot on film and I never stopped crying. <laughs> I don't need I can't. Wait, I didn't know it was they shoot it on thirty five mil? Thirty five millimeter. Wow. Yes. Is that Judd's input? I found out they shot it on film and I never stopped crying. Correct. Yeah, I'm crying right now. Wow. I, I found out, I guess, la- do you watch it? I guess Pete went into the alt scene last week? Yeah. Oh, boy. Dipped his toe in there. Oh, cheese and crackers. Yeah. it's uh, it's. I think it's a show for people who never have seen stand-up comedy or been to in the scene at all. Because Most shows about comedy are for, written by people who have never fucking experienced comedy. Yeah. I, would say, I would say all. Yeah. He, he, there's but, so much. Like, it's almost like... 10 years from now, there's going to be a whole wave of comedians who are like, I grew up on crashing and it made me always want to do it. But like, he. I think that bubble's. I think the bubble's bursting. Bubble's going to burst. I think way the bubble are already. That, we're already on the downslope. But he, like, each episode is like, yeah. the Lucas brothers are explaining what the alt scene is. Oh, boy. Like, oh, God, Jesus. Who, who is this for? Um, but he's. Yeah, it's fine. Good, good on him. HBO. HBO. It's not TV. It's, it's not TV. At all. It's not even remotely it's, like TV. No, it's film. It's crashing. <laughs> that guy is such a hateful piece of shit. I fucking hate him. Which yeah. one? Pete? Pete Holmes. I'm going to get into that yeah. off air. Um, but right now, no. you want to do it right now? You want to air this <laughs> dirty laundry? I'm in Baltimore. Like, I give a fuck about anything. Yeah, fuck Pete Holmes. Yeah. Um, well, now you guys are making it weird. Awkward sauce. Did they say that on Crashing? <laughs> Sichuan sauce from McDonald's. Mm, did they say? Did they say the N word in a crowded bar on Crashing? Because they think it's funny. Oh, is that what the kind of stuff he does? Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. All well, right. Meg. Hey. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Megan, thank thanks you for being blast. here. Thanks for the wheat thins. Really appreciate that. Um, that great was, conversation. That was fading. Candid. 
Candid. Shout out to rock. shout out producer Brett for the for the snacks. For yes, the thank you so much for the Weethans. Didn't really get into those Milanos. Not a Milano person, huh? Well, I felt like they would be crunchier, and I don't know why. Because there's nothing crunchier than a cracker. <laughs> yeah, I think the other way almost. It might be softer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Milanos right are Milano. I mean, the Milanos are very crumbly. They're well, crumbly. I mean, I have a napkin below it. me, but. Yeah. Pepperidge Farm is the sponsor. Make sure yeah. at your next wedding or your friend's next wedding, choose Milano. Use yeah. the I, promo code. Every morning I wake up, I, I pop a Milano in my in my mouth, and I go about my day. Yeah. And that's that's it. Megan, um, podcast. Where can everyone find you online if they if they want to find you? All uh, this stuff. You still writing for Vice and all the others? And... I don't know. Occasionally, uh... <laughs> they're getting sued. I thought somebody's yeah. suing Vice, and I was like, oh, is it Meg? Opa class action style. No, I can't sue somebody who's not actually my employer, you know? Yeah, that's true. Oh, because you're like I don't get to unionize. I don't get to, yeah, I'm freelance. Got it. Um, I, my website is uh, inoffensivecomedian.com. 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 You can find you can find it all there. All the stuff. Links to all the stuff. Check it out. Show dates. Don't get mm-hmm. booked a lot, but if I do, I'll add it to the website. <laughs> I haven't done a show in a year and a half. Well, am I still a stand-up? I don't know. Great question. You do, you do a weekly show, no? I mean, I host a weekly, but I'm not. I'm talking about other other shows. Oh. Weekly oh, you do the biz. Work. You do the business. Yeah, every okay. week. Yeah. Dan, yeah. don't you host a weekly show? Is yeah. it weekly or monthly? No, it I'm is monthly. weekly. Mine's oh, monthly. Okay. Oh, yeah. you you host a monthly show? Yeah. Where? Idiots. Oh, idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and my stu- stupid idiot friends. Right. On that note, that's Megan Beth Keister. Thanks that's me. Thanks for doing it. Daughter of the Golden West. Thanks, Meg. You got it. <laughs> Well, that was a Megan Beth Keister, if I've ever seen one. That's it. That's what I was saying. You get a little bit, it goes a long way with Meg. That's the daughter of the Golden West. Daughter of the Golden West. Uh, California's own. She's from... uh, Hollister. Hollister, California. Hollister, California. Uh, She just took off in her Plymouth Valiant. Mm. She's kind of valiant herself in a lot of ways. She really is. Um, I'll never forget, but (laughs) I was doing a... I did power violence one time when my dad was out here, and Megan was on the show too. And Megan, oh fuck, I don't remember that. I remember, I don't remember Bill Gill being in L.A. Yeah, Bill Gill was here. Uh, those PV boys threw us up so my dad could see us do the cowboy shtick. And Megan nice. Beth was on the show as well. And you remember the old power violence stage? They had that uh, like balcony, like upper yeah. stage area. Yeah. Megan did her set from up there. She was wearing this long skirt. And she looked like this priestess. Like Yeah, she is. And my dad was just floored by her. He was like, That she was incredible. She was just she was like a she was like a witch. Uh <laughs> she is a witch. And, and an, she might yeah. be a witch. Yeah. Um there is a I do not quality. mean that negatively. He he loved it. Oh, I never yeah, I never yeah. Oh, Bill Gill. He likes witch. Mm-hmm. Um He's a witch, I Yeah. Know. Megan has a quality that's almost black and white. It's almost like she's like she just jumped out of a black and white movie of, yeah. of, of, of interdeterminate. You, inter- you said vintage. it in the unit. Yeah. She's from a Jarmish movie in, in some ways. Yeah. Um, and we, and we talked a lot about the Criterion. <laughs> yeah. I did not think that we were going to talk about the Criterion collection that much, but I'm glad we did. Yeah. Uh, so thanks once again to Megan Keister. Um, thanks, Meg. Make sure you go to inoffensivecomedian.com. Um, I think that's what it was, right? And check her show. Check her weekly show. Weekly show, show. Yeah, Little Joy. 
Um, is it a big joy or a little joy? It's been so long since I've been in LA. It's a little joy. It's a little oh, joy. Little. It's called it's little, little joy, but you're gonna have okay. a lot. You're gonna. Have I thought lot. it was big. I remember it being big, well, but I guess your 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 joy is big when you're there. But the bar is called Little Joy. Uh, and it's on Monday nights. It's Monday nights. It's every Monday night. Check it out. Um, Eric, next week we got uh, who do we got? Barry Rothbart coming up next week. So hello, Barry. That's gonna be fun. Make sure you and join can us. We, can we can we do can we do me a favor? Can we talk more about you next week and what's going on with you? No, we don't have any time this week. No, no. But next week. Ever since you jinxed me out of my Super Bowl ad, I'm never going to talk about myself ever again. Uh, well, but thanks for the interest, and uh, I'm just going to have to deny you on that. Until okay. next week, I'm Dan Gill. I'm Eric Dorian. Thanks for listening. Bye, love bye, you, Dan. Bye. I love you. I love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Forever dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.